I'm Matthew McCleary. And I'm Mitchell McCleary. And this is Movies While They Sleep. The podcast where two brothers watch movies and talk about them after their families have gone to bed. Welcome to today's episode where we watched the highly anticipated brand new movie from Paul Thomas Anderson, Licorice Pizza. PTA season. And today's episode is a little bit different for us. We are joined by not one, but two previous guests on the podcast, friends of friends of the pod, Jared Hogan and Christian Schultz. Uh, these guys are both filmmakers. We've had them on for episodes before. Jared was with us when we talked about The Green Knight, kind of. Christian was with us last month when we talked about Perfume. Uh, but uh, Christian and Jared, they actually host their own podcast called Good The Podcast. And uh, we decided to kind of get together. They were both really excited to talk about Licorice Pizza. So were we. A collab, if yes, you will. Yes, a collab between Movies While They Sleep and Good the Podcast. So they will be publishing this conversation as well. Uh, if you are coming to us from them, welcome. This is Movies While They Sleep. Um, yeah, so we, we talked about Licorice Pizza. Yeah, and thanks again, Christian Jared, for being a guest. Uh, second time running now. We got to do like an SNL five-timers club sort of thing. Oh, that's a good idea. Five-timers club. Yeah, so we are now going to cut to our conversation about licorice pizza and other things already in progress. Let's jump in, sleepyheads. <laughs> okay. I saw it on the 28th. 28th. All right, I saw so. it the next day, 29th. Dang. Yeah. Nice. In our local sure uh, independent theater on 70 millimeter. And it was beautiful. Oh, are you kidding? No, stop bragging. It it was it was amazing. It must be nice to live in a town. Like an actual (laughs) like places with buildings and things to do. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, we've like the pandemic literally like wiped out all of our cool theaters in Charlotte. It's just gone. Just gone. Ours ours almost went, but I think they got bought by some some foundation or something they're keeping it going which is great but i think it was definitely iffy for a while yeah jared i yeah. thought you said last time that there was some new theater that was opening there maybe i mean they kind of keep pushing it back basically like the film society the charlotte film society is uh has a theater that they're kind of like they're kind of like crowdfunded for, and they have these different donors and stuff, but it's it's not open yet. I think mm. the next couple months. I'm I'm contemplating whether or not um, you can buy. I think it's like 350 bucks, and you can buy a permanent seat. So basically, like you're you're actually buying like one of the theater chairs when you do that, and then and then that sounds you get totally to like, reasonable though. Like yeah, I know, bucks. doesn't it? Yeah. Wait, but what's yeah. the perk? It, it, it's like season tickets. Hang on, let me. Hang on. It is like season tickets because, because it? like it's like, oh, I, I'm here. Somebody's sitting in my seat. You got to go. Like, this is a great question. Hold on, this is worth us. Well, I want. Right? I also wonder if, like, <laughs> you know, the more center seats are like, you know, higher priced, right? Higher ticket pricing. Yeah, it's like courtside. I mean, yeah, I would want like the best seat. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Here's here was here's what it says. It's vague. It's vague. <laughs> We're offering a select number of our donors the chance to cover the cost of a seat, 
A $350 contribution will pay for a seat and its installation. We're planning to have 199 rocker style seats in our two large auditoriums and recliners in the micro cinema. We'll honor members of our take a seat club by publicly recognizing them and their support in our lobby and on screen. Additionally, this is where it gets confusing and vague. We'll guarantee members reserved seats. Right. See, I thought but it, it doesn't like, necessarily say that no matter what. R- right, right, right. And I was like, that's it says guarantee reserved seats, but I don't think it's that. I think if, if I could pick, mm. if I could like have a laminate on the bottom of the seat. That's what I'm saying. And I could a pick plaque, the like name. Sit on your name. Yeah, a plaque. Dude, how sick would that be, though, if you Schultz. had, like, a seat that was literally just yours and you could, like, trick it out yeah. and, like, have, like, sick <laughs> cup holders or, like, a, a cooler underneath? Yes, mini fridge. It's like George Costanza. <laughs> yeah. Like, opens up the yeah. It, yeah, Exactly. Exactly yeah. like that. Oh. That's a great See, idea. See, I thought it was I just your be- seat and, like, every time you want to go, it's just there. Like, you don't have to pay. And I'm like, that's... Even if there's a movie playing. Just you just <laughs> yeah, sit there. Just, Go. <laughs> dude, I need somewhere to sit that's pleasant. <laughs> Literally, some phone call, <laughs> eat some <smoker>. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you okay, Mitchell? Okay, so my What's office your sentence, is, is uh, uh, over there, but it, the walls are are paper, so the this the traffic is is yeah. aggressive. And then my kid is potty training at home, so. Oh. Uh, Delegate out of the, the poop zone. Yeah, yeah this time it was outside. Clear. He did it outside, so that was nice. But the chaos, oh, I wow. cannot escape. It's like a dog. Yeah, he prefers it. <laughs> it seems he just <laughs> prefers pooping outside. So far, I've only <laughs> I've only had that happen once. It was actually my my niece. Uh, she was over for a birthday party, and my brother was like, "She's just doing this right now," and she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> she it was like kids running around and she just squatted and pooped in the middle of the backyard. She's like, guys, this is just something we have to deal with. <laughs> so so cool Matthew, there, you saw it in 70 mil? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you started yeah, so dude. So like what was the cuz I I definitely didn't see it in 70 mil. Nobody else saw it in 70 mil. I mean, I'm sure that that was crazy, huh? Yeah, I mean, it, it was the movie looked amazing. Like and that's and that's one of the things that was a big takeaway for me. And I, I'm not, I shouldn't be surprised by how good the movie looked because it's it's PTA, but right. it's it there isn't like a single image or it's not kind of the landscapes of it. There will be blood or the, those right. kinds of big things. This is in the valley in LA in the 70s, but the thing looks unbelievable. I'm sure it looks amazing. 70 mil or not, but, uh, it, it was so refreshing for me to see it on projected on actual film a week, five days later, I think no a week later, I was sitting in the front row of a <laughs> chain movie theater watching American underdog, the Kurt Warner story. And I got to say, not as good nice. of a look, not as good a looking movie. <laughs> you have to be the Shocker. only person to do that. <laughs> To watch Lucas Pizza <laughs> and in the same week watch that movie. That's got to be like a reserved I will say experience for The you. fact that you would put yourself through that movie to begin with, but then like get there and sit on the front row, it's just like, are you mad at yourself? <laughs> the context was, of course, it was a church men's event and the only seats were in the front row. Oh, which sick. then. Re- 
and the only movie to. that could exist to them. It <laughs> <laughs> required me to contain some of my audible groans during the course of the movie. Does, does your next does your next still hurt? <laughs> it was not good the next morning. I'll say that. Yeah. Damn. Well, <clears throat> took one for the team. Took one for Jesus, yeah. dude. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you feel know. like there do you feel like there was a a real like shift or change in uh, the men that you went with after the movie do you feel like you went in with you went in with like one guy then you came out and they were transformed did you feel like that uh, you know most of them were ready to run out of the theater and they they held a vote and told the theater manager that we didn't want to see the credits also so it just got paused as soon as the credits started rolling uh Look, I could get up and just walk out of the theater, but damn it, you better pause it. (laughs) (laughs) If I see one name associated with the making of this. And and I'll tell you what, we did not see a single credit. Like the last thing we saw nobody made this movie. We're gonna keep it. That God way. made it. God made it. The last thing we saw. <laughs> my the last thing we saw was some factoid about Kurt Warner, and then it was pause, done, out, out of there. Imagine they did wow. that for other parts of the movie. Like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like a third of the way through, we don't want to see this part. Oh. Um, okay. Hey. So, okay, Matthew, you said something. You're talking about. Um, kind of the look of licorice pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because it is one of his l- less, I'm just thinking about like, you think about his different films yeah. and it, there's like an image that comes to mind. I'm not saying there's not with licorice pizza, but it definitely feels like less kind of iconic and like, not like iconic in like a broader sense, but like visually I'm like, I'm not sure if I have like one distinct yeah. image. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it is beautiful. It just is like in a different, it feels most like kind of like in the spirit of like punch drunk love to me. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although, you know, with that, even it's got like the whole kind of all the light play and flare stuff going on. So there's that kind of, but, but just like thinking about kind of the world that it inhabits, it feels sweet like that, you know? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's an interesting I, I mean, point. It, yeah, especially especially uh, you know his last decade plus. I think of like the master and the, the images that come to mind. Yeah, yeah. That, the boat yeah. and the sea the boat. and yeah. Joaquin Phoenix standing on the beach and right. I mean those are big beautiful images and yeah. uh, he he doesn't. I mean I I think he could have those in here, but he chooses not to, and instead it has a different effect. And I don't, I don't know if he's trying to create, because there's there's a melancholy like nostalgia to Licorice Pizza that I think the yeah. uh, uh, that that he he captures really well, um, but it it looks totally different than Phantom Thread, right? Right. And so he yeah. did the cinematography for Phantom Thread. Who did Licorice Pizza? Did he do it again? No. He did not, but I don't remember who did it. I should have done my research. IMDB. Let's look it up. See, I have one shot that stood out to me. It's my favorite shot, so I might save it for later. But 
it, it's like as a single like oh my gosh like master moment or there will be blood moment but it also has like kind of nothing to do with the rest of the film like mm. it, it, hearing what you're saying jared where i don't even associate that moment with like when i picture the movie what was so so many people in this case. you're not going to tell us what it is you want to hear it <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, you know, when she's uh, taking a smoke break with her sister outside? Yeah. And it, it's not yep. on the baseball field, though. It's when it's, like, really close-up side mm-hmm. profile. It's really dark. Yep. The colors get insane. Yeah. Like, dark Is this where she's over, sitting like, on the curb? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, the yeah. curb is almost red, the way he's doing the colors. That's, so, that's, that's really interesting that that stood out to you. That's such a throwaway shot, but that's that's funny that that like really yeah. stuck with you. I was like, stay on this, please, longer. Okay, so it does say cinematography by Paul Thomas Anderson and Michael Bauman. So he's okay. he's taking a co credit on that. He is taking a co credit. Yeah. Michael Bauman. Let's see what else is he DP'd? <laughs> Nothing. A short oh. <laughs> called the Kirky. That's it. He's been <laughs> wow. he's. He's been in the camera and electrical department on a ton of stuff, like big, big mm. stuff, this including is PTA Phantom Thread. Helping him out. Like, all right, I'll throw he's the ga- Okay. <laughs> well, kind of. I mean, he's he's the gaffer on the new David O. Russell, Tragedy of Macbeth, Ford vs. Ferrari, oh. Vice, oh, Phantom Thread. All Conjuring, right. <laughs> I guess he's in here. Vice, stuff. Nightcrawler, The Master. <laughs> yeah, he's in the ignorance. <laughs> Jared, look, look this up though, because I believe that he did the same thing on Phantom Thread, where his DP wasn't available, and so him he and this is an interview that he did at some point, but he said, "Me and the gaffer just figured it out." Like, I wonder if that was yeah. um, essentially what he was doing here, because I, I don't know. Like, that seems to be a trend with PTA at this point, like shooting his own stuff. I don't know. I do kind of not to say that the cinematography on on Licorice Pizza was bad in any way, but I also felt mm. the same way about Phantom Thread, where like I was watching Phantom Thread and I'm like, there are mistakes here, but it's kind of endearing, you know. Dude, I think like, Phantom Thread is like drop dead gorgeous, honestly, in a different way than this. Um, yeah, and there is no co credit on Phantom Thread; it's just PTA for for cinematography. I was just going to say to Christian, your point, and that that's what I've heard him talk about so much in this round of like press interviews was just like, this was our COVID project and this was the movie that we could make and whoever was around and could make it work. And it's kind of a testament to his ability. This This is what they like. This is what they made. (laughs) This kind of incredible work. uh, Yeah. He's like, like, I know it's a COVID project. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just just throw it together with Sean Penn and Tom Waits and whoever else is just around. (laughs) Those guys will do. That duo, by the way, was one of, that was like one of the, Uh, okay. So let's, we should just, I, I actually love how you guys organize your podcast. Let's press pause for a second. Actually, it might be worth introducing each yes. other. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we're going yeah. a, we're going a little um, <clears throat> atypical right here. In. Where, yeah, you guys are going to post this, and we're also going to post this on our our That's respective right. Right. Uh, podcasts. So, um, why don't you tell us about your podcast, and we'll tell you about ours real quick. Yeah, great. Um, well. <laughs> So our podcast, Movies While They Sleep, was, uh, you know, as all good podcasts are, two white guys talking. 
And um, <laughs> <laughs> talking specifically about movies, about okay. Nick's yeah. movie, <laughs> and never yeah. covering Marvel movies. Um, and so, but it started as we both have families who, uh, you know, obviously demand our time and attention. And the only way we could f- make a way to watch some of the more droll, slow, interesting art house movies that we were wanting to watch, but also like have our kids in the room and not, you know, um, not have them go through that trauma. Um, yeah. We had to watch I, the movies I, I after say, everyone's gone to bed. Okay. And maybe worth mentioning, how do you two know each other? Oh, we're brothers. We are there brothers. We go. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So, so that's our, that's Film our, bros, that's literally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, cool. And so for, for, uh, the movies while they sleep audience, uh, Christian and I, Jared and Christian, we started this podcast like, uh, end of 2015, which is crazy. And your podcast Um, title is called good period. Um, and (laughs) goodthepodcast.com. We, we met, uh, we met in like 2013. Um, on a shoot and then have just been buddies ever since and talk about movies talk about we're both directors um and so we talk about like kind of our own careers and our winding paths and also bring on a lot of guests that are in the film industry and um talk to directors and dps and production designers and uh writers and producers and all kinds of people so um it's really just kind of like yeah, I yeah. would say we're more yeah, than brothers. We look similar. I, f- I feel like we were split. <laughs> more <atoms>. than brothers. <clears throat> we're like the same Adam at some point split. in the yeah. in the past. Yeah. There's too many similarities to be brothers. <laughs> and I'm not being cute either. What did we? What happened the other day that we were like? It was like, well, it happens a lot. But something the other day happened where it was like kind of frustrating. How was it? We were. Is it? I mean, there's other day we were oh, wearing the same jacket. I saw, n- not to, um, you know, be a weird Instagram stalker, but you guys posted a clip of your shameful movie theater yes. acts, and it was like the oh, same thing. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys <laughs> ever done that before? Wait, so I'm sorry. What is this? Matthew okay, okay. We, as so, weird as I am. So, okay. So <laughs> Christian asked me the other day, I think knowing what his answer was going to be, he was like, what's the weirdest thing you've ever done in a movie theater? <laughs> and which okay. could go a lot of ways. But I was like, dude, honestly, the weirdest thing I've ever done is maybe the word was weird. I don't remember what the word was, Christian. Do you What was the, the descriptive word that you used? Do you know? Sketchiest. <laughs> and then okay. I said, keep it you PG, which I don't know if that needed to be said. But. Keep it PG. Yep. So that kind of yeah. redirected. Um, <laughs> and... And I was like, dude, honestly, this happened a few years ago. I uh, had this like, like movie theater hack where I would go in, <laughs> get my ticket, and then as I was like, kind of walking into the theater, I would just like, kind of side eye the trash can to see if there was like a a popcorn bowl <laughs> sitting on top or somewhere a near large, the top, specifically because I'm like free refills. <laughs> Pick it up, take it to the to the concession stand, and be like, "Hey, I need a refill." I did it like six times. I love how you started this with, uh, you know, this this kind of just happened. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that just happened to me. This I don't happened, know. This happened to me. I don't. I don't know how. Or but why. the weirdest. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, so I was saying. I was saying that, and Christian was like, "No way." <laughs> that's what, exactly what I was going to say and then we just hung up and haven't talked since yeah. <laughs> gotta got end the pod on a high note yeah um, oh, that is, have you guys ever amazing. done this have you ever thought about this you ever contemplated this mm, I've thought haven't acted I've, I okay. can't even know if I've ever I've had the thought yeah I've, I, I, have a, I have an answer sketchiest thing along these lines oh, oh hello yes. there Great. hello there this, this <laughs> yes. was back when uh, MoviePass existed long live oh. MoviePass Okay. And uh, oh, you're I had around, a movie pass. You? I had a had a movie pass subscription, but I realized movie pass was paying for my movie tickets, and I could use if I, as long as I went to Regal, I was racking up the Regal points, and yeah. it didn't really matter if I stayed to watch the movie. <laughs> I was still going to get the points, and Smart. movie pass was paying for it. And you know, there were there were a <laughs> hey. few times where. Uh, uh, I went and I thought, yeah, this movie's not for me. I'm leaving, but I got the points. Diamond status, Smart. still have it to this day. So there you diamond go. status. Okay, wow. so as far as chains are concerned, are you a regal guy? I feel like maybe you but, have to be now with your diamond. I, I have to be only because I have. <laughs> it's all that sunk cost, you know. Like, yeah, oh I, I put so much into it, and so I've got it. And I've had one bad experience after another at Regal's basically the last eight months. Yeah, yeah. So I'm having realizations I, of why your movie, like theater wrecks. You're like, no, no, we should go here. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? <laughs> Not Regal again. I am an AMC guy. I'll tell you why really fast. I have like the monthly thing, like we're the A-list, AMC A-list. Yeah. And I also have like kind of experimented with the Regal version of that. Yeah. And Regal charges. If have you guys done this before the the subscription thing with not so yet. R- Regal upcharges for like everything. We've already talked about this on the podcast, but uh, <laughs> for a normal ticket, even with a subscription, the monthly payment, I still have to pay fifty three cents and like a processing fee for every movie I go see. It's just like <laughs> that's insane. It's not. A, that's not. That's not cool. You know. It's just like <laughs> if I'm paying. Just like charge me an extra dollar or so, yeah, per month, and just right. seriously. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's what that's us. Uh, love you guys. Love your podcast. I'm glad that we can yeah. do this together. Thank you, thank so, you. And you, um, although I will say, guest before. Yes, that's true. I will say I have to apologize for <laughs> us never us never doing our Halloween thing. It was too great a feat. <laughs> It was, I, it was, it was, it was a tall order, but I'm sure you guys probably did it. And I, I like, didn't. Um, <clears throat> but I, I remember calling Mitchell one morning. Cause he was like, can we do it now? And I was like, yeah, sure. And then I woke up in Nashville with Christian, like we were out getting coffee and I was like, Oh, I'm supposed to record with these guys in like two this is, minutes. This is another one of those. This just happened. I woke up in Nashville. It happened. It happened to me. I didn't ask for it. That's amazing. It's just, you know, this is life, you know? Anyway, uh, for those who don't know, basically we had this whole thing where we were going to watch like a certain amount of movies and then we we're going to talk about them, blah, blah, blah. We had it all. It was all it was like your horror movie list. It was my horror movie list. So, uh, we'll do it this year at some point next october yeah anyway okay where were we 
now we can like go back to where we're talking about really, licorice pizza. Yeah, really okay, get into I, licorice pizza. <clears throat> I, I I like how you guys format your show, so that's kind of why I wanted to talk about that you guys have your own show and kind of go into yeah. all that. But let's let's kind of follow y'all's format, and uh, so I'll let you guys kind of lead, and we'll just jump in. Okay, I'm, I mean Mitchell, how would you describe our format at this point? We're just talking about the movie. Uh, we have segments yeah. at the end. We have got oh, our just segments. segments at the end. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We but, just kind of ramble about you know uh, initial impression, but the segments at the end are just like favorite shot. Uh, what else we're watching lately? Just a couple little got it. little things, but we can okay. kind of just gush so, about uh, it for now. When whenever uh, I'm like discussing a movie like this, like kind of in this format, I yeah. always go back to my. Uh, Letterbox review because basically I I know we talked about that earlier we, but we could start with that <clears throat> yeah sure um, my whole thing is like I don't really like doing sometimes I do just because it happens but usually on Letterbox it's like the point of it for me is like an instant reaction yes. to it mm, you yeah. know like I, the mm. the credits are rolling because I usually stay for the credits on like all of Matthew's friends and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And as the credits are rolling, I'll like just put down like my immediate reaction to uh, yeah. the film. So, and we should discuss kind of context too of how we watch the movie. But uh, here's what I wrote: uh, Just sitting here at 1 a.m. on a Tuesday morning, in an empty theater, pumping my fist as the credits roll. <laughs> I could watch 80 hours of this. Uh, five stars. And then a little addendum. I said on a writing note, nothing gets me more excited as a writer than watching a film that has. Uh, that is so committed to not bothering with it, it is, it's not interested in loose, mm -hmm. even illogical at times, but perfect. So that yeah. that that was like my immediate reaction. I think, <clears throat> and that brings back some thoughts too, where I'm like, dude, I knew what kind of movie I was in store for when he's sitting in the looks like diner with his mom, and his mom is like breaking it to him that he can't go to New York. Yes, for his I love audition. this moment. Yeah. Um, and you see the wheels turning in his head because he's just met Alana, um, who's older. And you just see the wheels turning and he's like not bummed because he obviously has like a scheme that's like brewing. And then it's just a hard cut to Alana. And what's, what's his character's name again? I, for, I forget. Gary. Gary. Gary Valentine. Gary Valentine. <laughs> uh, so his Alana supposed and, name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alana and Gary just sitting on a plane. Yeah. Just like jumping a thousand steps of them on their way to New a, York. A for, thousand for, boring steps, though. Exactly. Know? Yeah, like the exactly. relief with the pace of like, thank God they didn't just, you know, draw out. The I mean, imagine another filmmaker. That could have been the entire movie is him scheming how to get on a plane. Right. You know what I mean? The whole, yeah. Yes. The whole movie would be that. And then the trip to New York and we're spared. Yeah. And, exactly. and, and the new love interest on the plane being a major plot point. And I was like, please no. Right. And then it wasn't. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is a movie. Dude, you know what? This is such a weird comparison, but like, I don't know if you guys saw, uh, Titan. Did you guys see that? We did. Yes. <laughs> okay. We saw it together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we, we can maybe uh, dish on that a little bit later, but uh, I love that movie for the record. But what I loved about it a, a lot, like a lot of what I loved about it was just how like 
it was just so propulsive, you know, just like mm -hmm. everything sure, was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. go, go, like, like kind of like leaving its own, like leaving itself in its own wake and not yeah. really caring to like pick up the pieces, you know? Yeah. And I feel that way about the Chris Pizza too, where it's like, it is episodic in nature. Like there are these kind of like chapters that are happening, but in a lot of ways, it's just kind of like carrying on without much care mm -hmm. or interest for like what's yeah really like right. come before. Right. And I really in enjoyed the kind of like recklessness of that you know yeah i heard somebody say that time is such a a strange thing in licorice pizza that they have no mm -hmm. concept of how right over how long this movie takes place it could be a month or 18 months and i and you feel that when you're watching it and and I think in other movies it might bother, and I think it probably does bother a lot of people if they're uh, coming at Licorice Pizza and just kind of lost in that. But I, I love that aspect of it. It's so it feels so purposeful um, to create just this. It's a sense and it's a it's a vibe in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. But he is also just so not interested in the in the in the fat in between. Yeah. Yeah. Christian, you saw it most recently. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, I want to hear your thoughts. Um, dude, I think the thing that I loved everything about it, I think it, even down to like, I really, in a lot of, you know, sort of strange ways related to Gary, you know, aside from the fact that he's a young redhead who like loves older women, you know, like that was me growing up. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was my like i always felt older than it was i always wanted to be more mature than i than i actually was or whatever yeah. um it, but i loved that pta didn't keep him super earnest you yeah. know mm -hmm. like he was a little bit of a schemer in his own right you know like it, it was both of them and i think that's always pta's like sort of uh, the way that characters work, you know, like schemers, they meet and then they're off on their own universe yeah. that, you know, ultimately culminates to like a moment where they come together in some way, you know, where their differences and where they kind of split up are, are actually the thing that, that kind of bring them together in some way, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but when I was watching that, I was pissed because I wanted Gary to be this like, just like hopeless romantic but he wasn't he's not he's like no. a little bit of a womanizer <laughs> dude even know? yeah that like moment he's where where he's where alana meets someone that works at one of the restaurants that he does pr for or whatever and she's talking <laughs> yeah. about like uh Take giving him turn. a hand job or something yeah yeah <laughs> and then and then you just kind of see like immediately that it's like oh he's he's like Every other kid, but also <laughs> not like every other kid, you know? But I, I think you're right. Kind of bursting right. that bubble of him being like, a, um, you know, like this being like his first kind of like foray into like some kind yeah. of, I don't know, post-adolescent behavior or something. It's like he's as greasy he's as his clearly hair. been there before. He's as greasy as his hair. <laughs> <laughs> Which they kept in, yeah. and I appreciate it. Like, yeah. he looks 15, let's talk, actually. Let's talk about, let's talk about uh, Cooper, right? Cooper Hoffman. That's his, that's his yeah. name. Hmm. Uh, Dude, that if I had to, I know this is probably like one of your ending questions of like, whatever favorite shot or whatever, but that was my absolute favorite moment in the movie where he comes over for dinner and he just botches the fucking prayer or whatever, and then he she runs out <laughs> outside Dude. and she just goes, "What does your penis look like?" <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he's like, "You're Jewish, right?" <laughs> 
Dude, the, I, I cannot wait for the meme templates to come out. Because once this gets oh, on yeah. streaming, yes. then we can start screenshotting having the meme templates ready. Because that's, that's, that's true. That's locked and loaded. <laughs> do you have any? Do you have any put away, Mitchell? That you're waiting to? Um... I, I, I'm cooking with some. Yeah, I, okay. I just like oh, I, I'm in a theater. I can't get these shots specifically. That's Driving true. Crazy. We won't spoil it. We won't spoil it now. <laughs> I um, am a politician. <laughs> uh, okay, so, so <laughs> um, Christian and I, you know, are like always trying to make movies, and a lot of like the, you know, we're we're like in the middle of. Um, kind of the process now where it's like what kind of A-list actor can you find that's going to like pump money into this movie so that people will watch it obviously PTA is like far far past that stage Uh, but it's like kind of insane for him to to bring on like two people who to my knowledge I don't know if has Cooper ever been in anything before Debut. I know Alana never has Um, let's talk about those performances what do you guys think it was, I mean, especially the contrast with his other movies, which are always the top, the cream of the crop stars. Right, right, right. Like, right. It, having two debut performances, it was, it was pretty cool. And I don't know, it felt so like returning to a first love for PTA. There's like a lightness yeah. to the movie. Yeah. There's a lightness to the performances. But I loved them both. Yeah. Like, and it was just, it was. And, you know, the the backstory is kind of endearing of, like, oh, man, it, when you get a glimpse of Dustin Hoffman and his son, like, oh, that kind of feels Philip like Philip Seymour. Philip Seymour Hoffman. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm on a movie <laughs> podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, seeing Philip Seymour Hoffman and his kid and realizing the mm-hmm. relationship him and PTA have and, like, there's all this stuff yeah. kind of. And then, too, with Alana, I, I saw an interview that apparently her mom was PTA's art teacher when he was, like, eight. And Whoa, and she had, like, wow. a major influence on him. And, like, Whoa. years later remembered her. And that's why, how he, like, <clears throat> met her band and, and why he got started making videos for them. So there's, like, there's just so much that's love. Her mom, her mom is in the movie, actually. The, the, oh, the yeah, whole that, family that's her family. Yeah. That's actually yeah, like family. the whole Heim family, wow. yeah. 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 That's why the chemistry's so wow. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's insane. But yeah, yeah, for me, I thought she kind of stole the show for me in terms of like oh, whose movie incredible. it was. You know, I went in yeah. thinking it was Gary's, and then it pretty quickly became Alana's movie to me. I think that's true. Yeah, yeah. I wonder, and I, I know that's probably the, you know, sort of calling card of like a great director. You know, what, who said? So I think it was Miles J was on our show at one point. And he was doing that Squarespace ad with John Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you remember this, Jared? Where he came up to him and he said, uh, Miles, there, I mean, uh, yeah, Miles, there are no bad actors. There are only bad directors. Mm. Yes. <laughs> like, think about John Malkovich saying this to you, <laughs> to your face, like, uh, like right before you're about uh, to fucking Am I doing direct something wrong? Something I'm perfect. I mean, I, you yeah. suck. I definitely don't think that's true, but that's an interesting thing. <laughs> It's an interesting take, but I think there's no mistake. Like there's no acting in uh, Lana's performance. You know what I mean? Like there, it was, it didn't feel like a first thing. I think if you really, if maybe on a second watch or something, I would see sort of like, you know, whatever. But I, I, when I just watched it straight through and there wasn't any sort of highs and lows or like any sort of like getting into a scene or something. It just felt, felt like she had been doing it for years. Yeah, it's true. He helps them out. 
Yeah, I was going to say, one of my takeaways is how great a showcase this is of a director directing actors. And not to take away from their performances, because I think they're doing something really great, but it's 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 so amazing the the way he places the camera to capture what he needs out of Alana's face and yeah. i think I, I think it's as much her performance and the way he's directing and as it is where he's putting a camera and how yeah. he's blocking scenes Some to give what he needs yeah and and I mean, he he's done an incredible job preparing them and training them and getting them to the place where they can do this. I, I think they're incredible. Um, but it is everything working together uh, that that and and there's this like such a a lack of vanity in both of the performances that I found yeah. so refreshing. You know, it's Alana doesn't have it's. The only makeup she wears is whatever she put on that morning, thinking that the character would wear for the casting call, up. Right. which yeah, s- yeah, like oh. quietly steals the movie. Oh my Dude, gosh! I'm just, I'm just gonna do this for a while. <laughs> Dude, that is the. I, I was texting my friend Parrish about that. I just like had the flash of that that scene, and I just started giggling to myself. <laughs> I was watching, I was like, this is my favorite movie. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> just a face that big. And also, me and Matthew are huge Frasier fans. And, and that actress uh, is a recurring Frasier character. So she's, an interesting. she's an agent on Frasier. Yeah. She's yeah, Frasier's talent hilarious. agent. BB. She was also in, in Phantom Thread. And she's, and she's the drunk lady in Phantom Thread. She's amazing. Yeah. yeah. She stole the movie. <laughs> Dude, that was so funny. I, I, I just feel like, you know, <laughs> thinking about that scene, it was such a funny movie, first of all. I laughed yeah. so hard. And yes. I just think in general, everything that we've kind of talked about is really circling around one thing, which is I just feel like there's so much love in this movie. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. for like Los Angeles, that time period, music, these characters, this time period in his own life. Like yep. there's just, it's just like kind of enveloped in like this warm kind of like hug, you know, it just feels like we're phantom thread. I feel like actually it was, it, it felt like more that in like a grown up adult way of like, this is kind of, I really like kind of like what marriage is like, you know, <laughs> like you just kind of want to be take, taken care of and like uh, connect on that level. It feels like this was like his adolescence, you know, and that you yeah, could just right. feel that like every frame was just like meant something to him and like a very There's warm such way. a joy to the filmmaking here. Yeah. 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 Like and the music. You could just. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Which, soundtrack. Joy and PTA are not what I, I don't associate no. those too closely. <laughs> So it no, was, yeah, absolutely. It was very refreshing, you know. Not what I expected, but refreshing. Yeah. Yes. There's there's one interesting thing. Maybe you guys have a, a take on this. I was talking to my friend Abraham, he's the director the other day, and we were kind of going over like um, you know, if you look at like a a director's like body of work, like anybody who's been able to make like five, ten movies or something, there is always like a central like there it's almost like the same director making the same movie in different ways you know what i mean and i feel like uh if you look at pta's work as a whole it's always about 
like greatness or like these characters who are just trying to be like, yeah, like great in some way, you know, mm. like for like Steve McQueen or something, it's like everything is about pain or something, you know, or yeah. like, uh, yeah. Christopher Nolan is more about like time or like, you know, yeah. something, you know, like there's, there's these like sort of like they're making the same movie over and over again. And we wonder why with 20 something men consider these canon. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, and it, exactly. And the, the, the other part of the PTA thing is it's always this kind of central, uh, you know, driven, hyper ambitious male centered as movies. Mm. And it's interesting to me to think about his last few. Um, I'm thinking about the master and this and phantom thread and how he really brings female characters closer to the center of each of these mm. and how yeah. there is, and what those relationships do to those men. And like we've already said, licorice That's pizza so ends up yeah. becoming more the Alana movie than the Gary, but Gary is like, uh, you know, the younger version of what his dad is playing in the master, right? The, the scheming that yeah. this and that he's Daniel playing and, you just like tweaked a couple degrees. Yeah. That way. Well, even thinking about like <laughs> kind of it, to that point, Matthew, I'm like, it's like really like the effect these women have on these men and how like, yes, in all honesty, they become submissive to these women, you know, like yes. you think about phantom thread. It's like, oh. uh, he like, lives his life with like power, you know, and like intimidation and, and then control. by the end of the, and control. Right. And then by the end of the movie, he's like, he's just a puddle, you know, yeah. Kiss me, and she's like in full control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the same, same here. I mean, I think maybe like it, it doesn't begin with, with uh, Gary in full control by any means, but he yeah. has kind of a way that he operates uh, within his own life. And you kind of see that like butt up against like the reality of him trying to relate to someone on like a, 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 a deeper level. There. And it's just like, Jerry. not, Oh, I got you. Maybe it might okay. my internet. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, totally. Uh, sorry, let me back up and make sure that we didn't lose that. But, um, and then like in licorice pizza, it's, it's, you know, he's not, you know, doesn't control his surroundings, but, it is like uh, him having to kind of change in order for this relationship to, to work on any level, you know? Yes. Um, and yeah, it's an interesting thing. I mean, you think about there will be blood and like, I don't even think, is there a woman present in that film? There's hardly a, I, I don't think there, there is. It's a, like in the, the church or, you know, right. Yeah. Right, in right. the church, the farmer's wife, uh, Eli's mother, but I, I think there's hardly a woman who speaks in that. Movie. It kind of feels like this is what a world without women looks like. <laughs> you know yes. what I mean? <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, and then, and then, yeah, and, I think in, and in to the go from that, movies, it feels and, like we're kind of, and especially uh, this one, yeah, there's like, it feels like there's like an appreciation, these, these, I guess, for, and the master for but, women. Yeah. 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 That's an interesting, that's an interesting through line that I hadn't really thought about, but, uh, Matthew, I'm curious your letterbox. I don't, I haven't read. I don't remember what you wrote about it when you first saw it. Like, okay, actually, I have a yeah. couple letterbox questions for you guys. Um, okay. One, so Jared, you said it's kind of just a gut reaction, trying to write it before the credits like wrap up. And, yeah. Um, Christian, you're more just like seeing what what people are watching, or do you do you log reviews? How do you use the app? I definitely think I'm using it wrong. 
to a degree, but I I use it for some. <laughs> I use it to like not forget about movies I want to see. You know, like I, mm. I think yeah. I definitely spend some time sort of like going through and being like when I catalog movies that I've been watching or something, and I just remember them. So I don't watch them, like I, so I don't forget about what I thought about them. But, um, right. I don't know. I think scoring movies is really kind of like uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to to get my head around like feeling like a critic in some way because yeah, I get that, and I think that's true. I mean, that's a conversation that Christian and I have had at length, where it's like you know you 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 like uh, flip through like Netflix or Apple TV or whatever. And you just see like thumbnail after thumbnail of like a movie that took someone like four years to make. Yeah. And you're like, mm, uh, <laughs> one, one you know star. I mean? Yeah. One star moving on. So I, I, I definitely, I, I hear you on that Christian, like undervaluing like a film is, yeah, that's kind of, that, at least for me, that's not the point. I think for me, it's like um, one kind of tracking everything that I've seen that's helpful. I think that's probably the biggest thing. And yeah, then I yeah. just, I've just become more and more interested in like, um, cause my opinion changes too, you know, like I, 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 I'm just very interested in like when I saw this movie, this is how I felt. Um, yeah, right. and trying to like capture that, you know, and it's not always the same. Sometimes it changes a lot. Um, but, uh, I like capturing that. It's like a, it's like a yeah. time capsule almost, you know? Um, yeah, so that's how I use it. Yeah, because I yeah. kind of go back and forth. Matthew writes really thoughtful reviews and like thinking critically about it. And I mostly just write memes for it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. To each well, I was own. just going to say, for, for me, the, the thoughtful reviews is more like, I need to vomit out the things that were swirling around in my mind as I was watching the movie, or yeah. I will never remember that as part of the experience. Sure. And, and so it becomes the space and, and it, they might be, you know, longer sometimes and depending on the movie of what it is drawing out of me. Um, but by no means, that's not how I, those are not how I would even write a review of anything. It's just, okay, here are the big bullet points, paragraphs on a couple of thoughts, disconnected or not, um, about what I thought about the movie. And I like to go back and like, we're talking about licorice pizza and this was something that hasn't come up in this conversation. Um, but I'm looking at my review of it and it's, and it, and it is something that we kind of circled on a little bit. Um, but it's the episodic, I wrote, uh, I'll just share. I wrote about the episodes, the episodic nature and how he PTA often pushes these things to the point where they feel like something is going to go dis disastrously wrong. He's like yep. building the tension, building the tension. And then there never is any real consequences for the characters. That's um, so true. Yeah. Yes. Especially and, and, Bradley and, Cooper. And, <laughs> yes. And that obviously <laughs> that incredible sequence with Bradley Cooper and them and Alana driving that truck in the dark, uh, downhill. Yeah. I mean, it's like the narrative just kind of like drifts and wanders like sideways where it's like, you know, yeah. he gets, he gets, uh, think about how dramatic it was when he's selling these waterbeds gets like, yeah. uh, <laughs> like wrestled to the gets floor arrested. by cops and taken, <laughs> and taken, uh, to the police station and then just like leaves. 
<laughs> and, like, and like we've made this point, but it's like that a, a different movie that would be the whole movie is yeah, a kid right. gets wrongfully arrested for murder, uh, and and that's you know it's like he's pushing you to the point of almost disaster, and no no that's not that's not what this is, and it's the, yeah. the Bradley Cooper sequence driving the car down the hill. And then you're like, relief. There's like this moment of relief where they're like goofing off with the gas cans, filling the truck yeah. up, and Alana's sitting on the curb. And then you see Bradley Cooper walking the streets in the background. <laughs> you're like, like, this oh, guy's no, still this is in this, this universe. <laughs> yeah, okay. Haunting this is it. where it's going to go bad. And it's like, no, he just picks up some other girls and goes away. Like, right. it's, it's insane. It's this. It's crazy. It's beautiful. And it's, and it is constantly upending what I'm expecting from a movie. <laughs> Christian, how would you, as, as like a filmmaker, how would, cause I'm trying to wrap, wrap my brain around, like, how would I ever give myself permission in the writing process to just be like, this will work, <laughs> you know, how do you arrive at like moments like that? Like, I, I mean, I'm not asking you for an answer necessarily, but like, how do you I think mean, I th- like, I as, think I know. yeah, go ahead. I would say make 10 movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah. and not being facetious or anything, but I think like, and not like, okay, it, it would be different if like he made five movies that like were super maybe acclaimed, but nobody saw and he's like still trying to prove himself. But like the dude made boogie, boogie nights at what, 27 years old. Like the dude's <laughs> been acclaimed for his entire life. Like, yeah. I think not that he's bored, but I think he's like at a such, such a mastery level that he i think he understands something really mysterious about the the filmmaking process mm-hmm. you know yeah. like yeah and i don't know what that is otherwise i would i would do it and i would just like, <laughs> i don't know but i think there's there's something and you can hear it in interviews when you listen to him about his writing process or whatever like yeah there is a a real sort of like he's trying to um, not write a movie, you know, yeah. like he's trying to just make something that just kind of comes out. And I think that's why it feels like there's no time in the movie. Like there's no, like, yeah, you know, where a studio would go like, Oh, we need to know like what sees like what, the thing like, what has changed? Like well, how much time is taking place? Like people want to know that the audience is going to need to be oriented. And he's like, who cares, man? You know? Yeah. Like who cares? Like it just seems just easy to him, doesn't it? I don't know if it is. It feels but effortless. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's that to me is this, is the true sort of like mastery level. Like when you see something that is so hard, feels so easy or someone makes it feel so easy. Yeah. Yeah. That's like you're a master, you know? Yeah, it's funny because he's so young. It does feel like there are those movies that are like they're good movies, but they they feel like they've been labored and pained over to get there. It's like almost kind of painful to watch, even though they're good. But his feel just oh, I'm taking. Yeah, I mean, you think about. I think the obvious one would be like. uh, Oh, I say obvious now. I forget what's what's the um, one with Leo where he's in in the snow oh the revenant yeah the revenant right right it's like the the obvious one of like (laughs) it was hard to make this movie and a full respect man it looked very difficult yeah um but it's like there is this is like this quietness to like nobody really even knew that pta was shooting really you know and it's just kind of like 
He's, he, he lines up this like stacked cast and like people kind of come and go even within the film itself. It's like Sean Penn's yeah. there and then he's gone and it just kind of feels like everything is just kind of like uh, flowing like like very easily and calmly, you know, and I feel like I don't know what the process was like. Of course, you're making a movie, so I'm sure it's difficult and stressful in some ways, but you watch it and I feel like there is some kind of like innate like effect that that has on the viewing experience mm. just like his calmness right. and his his like kind of masterful nature it leaks out it, yeah i really think it does i really think it yeah. does because movies well, are so hard and he just makes it look easy one of the things that i kind of track depending on the movie is the sense of control a director has over the audience so like david fincher I feel like he is just pulling me through his movies, right? Like he's grabbing me by the nose and leading me through like Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, that's a great movie. I love it. Like you, and he gets away with it. Right. Um, and PTA with this film, my feeling was similar, but it was instead of grabbing me by the nose and leading me through, it was like holding my hand and we're just like kind of lazily going through this thing. But the guy is still in perfect control Complete the entire control. time. Yeah. Yeah. And part of the structure fits so well, like the kind of episodic, but not really like consequences kind of drift in and out. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's what that's what youth feels like. And like yeah, I, I, I know yeah. I know the motif of like running we'll probably get to just how much that's happening here and how much that was my right. review. It's like I just want to run around thing like I want to run to a Walgreens with my friend and get some snacks. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, it it was it like that's how the movie felt. Like we're just gonna have this burst of energy and go here and kinda like slow it down. Oh, we're now we're off to this next adventure. It, yeah. Like, yeah. like the, the shooting and narrative structure fits so well with some of the themes I feel like he's going for. It's it's even hard to talk about, honestly, like kind of trying to sit and talk about this movie because I just don't want to even think about it. I just kind of right. want to like be in it, like let it kind of just like be, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's hard to it's hard to sit and even like want to analyze. It's just kind of I just like being in that world so much that like I don't really want to break this apart. I don't yeah, like yeah. want to know all the intricacies. I just kind of want to like be in it, you know? Yeah. Even dude, even the when Sean Penn shows up, which is a brilliant performance, <laughs> like, and they go to that restaurant and that guy is, it brings everybody outside and he does the jump and Lana like gets thrown off the, uh, <laughs> you know, the motorcycle. At that point I was like, what? is going on you know but it's still within the movie like it's it didn't feel like it was out of out of place or anything it's no. like i just don't know how i don't know how it it boggles my mind and who's the I character that how, was like hyping him up who was that guy i know he's like famous, oh it's tom but... tom waits <laughs> yes that guy just <laughs> this guy arrives in a cloud of smoke like, it's like, this is now my movie for the next 10 minutes. Right. I think, I think if we're talking about like technique, I think what's interesting is like, I think every movie kind of does this, right? Like you're kind of establishing like the rules of this world, like very early on. Yeah. And that's, that's where I think like that moment that we talked about earlier where, um, he can't go to New York for this audition and then we we hard cut to Alana and and Gary yeah. on the plane together. It's like now you know what kind of world you're in, 
and what the rules are right. narratively and kind of how you're going to get yanked around or like, uh, you know what I mean? So I feel like yeah. that's, that's like what feels really important. He's, he's teaching like you how to experience and watch it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I so think then he can get away with increasingly yeah. crazy sequences. Increasingly crazy. Yeah. 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 Cause it is mostly illogical. I'm sure a lot of that has, to, it's not though, but it is, I'm sure a lot of that has to do with kind of like not to overthink it, but like that is what being that age feels like, like where yeah. it's like, yeah. Okay. Let's go to, let's go to Mitchell's house. And then we're going to go, like you said, we're going to like go walk to a Walgreens and get Sour Patch Kids. And then specifically, uh, <laughs> and then, and then, and then we're going to like run out of gas on the way. And, you know what I mean? That's what that yeah. movie felt yeah. like to me. Like with this kind of meandering experience. And it's like, it's that same thing too, where it's like, you just don't really want like, you know, you go to a sleepover with like your, your buddies. And it's like, I don't want this night to like end. Right. That's how that movie right. felt, dude. You know, where yes. it was like, yeah. I don't want to wake up from this, you know, I, that's, oh my God. I, I was like, I, I just want to keep watching this. I wish this really was something that I could experience for like, I could come back yeah. every day and watch the next thing. Right. And my, my experience of it was probably heightened because I drove an hour and a half by myself to see it. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I had a day that was my day. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. dude, I literally can do anything. I got bow for lunch. <laughs> I got a yes. cherry icy and popcorn for myself, not sharing yes. it. Yes. Oh my God. I got an ice Americano after the movie. I was like, dude, <laughs> I'm Reading living. Yourself. I am living <laughs> the days of my youth. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It was. Uh, last thing I would say on the whole, like running, it was like, yeah, like I have this sense of, oh, I want to be young again, have this, and then, but it's specifically being young and wishing you were old and like life happening yeah. to you. Isn't because, that the thing? Yeah, yeah, because it's like I'm gonna run around with my friends, but also I'm gonna like pretend like I know how to smoke a cigarette. Like this movie definitely yeah. made me want to start smoking cigarettes. Like <laughs> while running, and yeah. like that combination of things. You're, you're gonna throw up if you smoke that. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little line. <laughs> um, okay, that I was, did that just to speak on that scene real quick. Like, and it felt very purposeful, but it was like the only time that they were like in that house to get almost like a married couple in a way. It was like mm. at the same time, like Gary's kind of break up with her, you know. Yes. Like it was such a perfect right. like when everything else felt like uh I don't know. It was like just the emptiness of the house gave it like this feeling of like Dude, if this was true. There's kids playing be. like adults. Yeah, they're playing house. Yeah. yeah. I even I though love, she is I an love, adult. <laughs> even though she is an adult, exactly. I love the moment the kind of that period of time in the film too where she starts referring to herself as Gary's business partner. <laughs> and he's like nah it's so funny because it's like and, and not just to like him but like to her friends and peers where it's like kind of embarrassing but like it's almost like she's looking for a way to call him her boyfriend without saying it you know yes. what I mean like how can I connect to him in some way that feels like official but not like embarrassing you know but I think it's like more embarrassing than maybe she even it's realizes way more embarrassing because <laughs> <laughs> they're just selling Friggin' waterbed. Dude, the shot of, of their like fingers <laughs> touching on the waterbed. I know we're gonna get to like favorite shot, but right. damn, that moment is a good one. 
you know. Gosh, I'm like, how is he lighting his bed like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I saw an amazing, uh, I think it was on the Licorice Pizza Twitter account. They posted this photo, and it's of them in Barbara Streisand, 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 Streisand's <laughs> bedroom, uh, with that when they're installing the waterbed, and it just I like made shot. my heart like happy because yeah. it's like this behind the scenes uh, photo, and it's it's uh, Gary and Alana just like leaning up. I guess Cooper and Alana just leaning up against the bed, and I look in the corner of this photo, and there's like the legs of like a a big like metal C stand or, or combo stand or something. And then I realized that it's holding up a big black drape. And this is not a bedroom in some house. This is like <laughs> some studio with like carpet on the floor and right. a big black yeah. drape. Right. That's like a, that's like a, a, a false, like a fake wall. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> they didn't like just let water like ro- like you know run in some house on the. But floor. you believed it was but happening. You believed yeah. it. It's he oh, just yeah. does what we do. That's what I thought, dude. It was just like, Wait a minute. like he has to follow the same rules. But again, he just makes it look so effortless, and you just believe it. You know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, dude. That like really affected me. Where I was like, you're like, this must be the, the house thing. that they're talking outside of right beforehand. It's got to be the same thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. 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 Which yeah. is just movie movie magic 101. But still, it's totally. like he's got to follow the same rules in a lot of ways. You know, he can't just like he's not just going to like, you know, pour wa- water from a hose in this like fancy house. Right. I don't know. It's like, just like kind of brought no it excuses. home. That, like, <laughs> no excuses. Yeah. He's just he's got to do the same thing that we're all doing. It's just. Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. So I do give us a refresher on your, uh, on your kind of ending questions here so we can prep a little bit. Okay. So we do favorite shot. Time. We do yeah. as much as it pains Christian letterbox review and rating, um, <laughs> which last pot, he said there are no five star movies and, uh, and he, yeah, I do ice skating. I do ice skating rules, uh, <laughs> or figure skating rules. Yeah. That makes sense. And then uh, we do. Un- Although I do do okay. five star movies, I'm not saying I, I don't do five star movies, but mm. very few and far between. Right. Yeah, same. Same. Uh, um, meanwhile, I think three of us gave Liquor's Pizza five stars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would not do, give it a five star. I'll just say that. Yeah, and then we do Unsung Hero, which is like you know character that might not even be on the imdb list that just stole the show Ooh. or a, or a well, moment that stole the show yeah yeah okay. that one's that, that one's very easy with this movie uh, no i've got a good one i've got a i've got a deep cut okay <laughs> and then the last one is just what other movies that we've been watching lately and want to recommend to people love it okay so, i think you, know, uh, you want to go one at a time like like christmas morning like we're opening one present at a time <laughs> yeah we'll do one segment we'll each do a little round robin action i love that okay, okay so what's first favorite shot and matthew i think matthew could kick us off with this so you guys can think about it more. okay okay all right oh i oh gosh mitchell what's your favorite shot See, oh that was gosh me kicking it off. okay well Despite the throwaway nature of it, I don't know why that cigarette curbside. There's two cigarette scenes that steal it for me, which is when yeah. they're at the baseball field and they're in the dugout. 
Um, and just like if I could bottle that vibe and like carry it around with me whenever I'm at a social event, um, I would. And then the other one is curbside cigarette and it like cuts to her sister smoking and she's like blacked out silhouette with this like red cement glowing behind her. Mm. Like those are the two that are when I think about the movie, because the movie's kind of just this collage of of yeah. uh moments versus like wow this one like you know walking phoenix on a boat master right. perfect shot moment right. you know uh yeah i'll share mine it's the i don't know it's one particular shot but it's after gary is arrested and then alana's outside the police station like come on leave let's go and they run towards each other yeah. in the middle of the road or whatever and then they run off together and you know he kind of giving her this sideways look with this smile on his face and she's mm-hmm. just joyously running yeah. and you know it's it's so it's a it's a shot that is you know played with throughout the movie and obviously at the end um but i just and in and, and then even like as alana is running to follow the police car to the police station um, I was telling Mitchell this, and I don't mean to totally dump all over this movie, but again, I saw American Underdog, the Kurt Warner story, <laughs> and uh, there is a classic sports movie training montage where Kurt, Kurt Warner is running along cornfields in Iowa, and I'm like, why does this look so bad and so boring? So interesting, yeah. But PTA filming Alana Haim running through the valley is like the most beautiful thing I saw in a movie this year. And, you know, we could talk plenty about the difference and the differences are obvious, but, um, you know, it's, it was a, it was a reminder to me of, uh, there's so much, there's so much craft into even simple things like that. And, yeah. um, and he, he makes it look so beautiful. Well, and we yeah. heard on another podcast that apparently PTA is really into women running. <laughs> Interesting. Like that's Interesting. his Quentin Tarantino feet moment. So yeah, he knows how to shoot it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, okay, I'll go. Um, mine. I remember kind of like a, a little like visual moment that took my my breath away. Was I don't remember if it was when it was a mm. mattress store or if it was the pinball. Yeah, uh, I don't know to call this store arcade pinball arcade pinball um, palace palace yeah uh, and maybe it was both but I remember sitting there watching this kind of scene unfold I think it was between Gary and Alana and there's this massive I don't even know what kind of light you call this but the kind that like sends like big like beams oh yeah up into yeah. the sky it's, it was like a lighthouse the way it was rotating. Yeah. Yeah, like during, you know, like during like a red carpet kind of premiere or something, they are, they always have these huge like lights, right, mm-hmm. that are like in the middle of the street and they're just kind of like um, kind of drifting back and forth. Um, and this is where I'm so interested, like in PTA kind of like wandering kind of on his own as his own DP, because like technically it's like you wouldn't want to do this. You know, but like they're in the middle of this conversation and just like this blinding white light. Yeah. Just like 
borderline like destroys the image, you know, but there's something about it. That's just so, uh, one, I think, I think I don't, I don't understand how he makes everything just look so lived in and natural, but there's just something about like that decision that makes that moment feel one. It's like someone probably just dropped off this fucking light in front of the store because Gary paid them to do it. They they weren't he <laughs> nobody was like calibrating it to make sure it didn't like blow out the inside of this of this uh, pinball palace. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I mean on it, that level and so many other ones, it's just like one it just like is so unexpectedly beautiful. Yeah. And just like lights up this room and and their faces in this kind of like uh otherworldly way. Dream-like. And it just feels Surreal. it's so dreamlike. Yeah, exactly. And it also just feels so like duh, of course you would do that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how everything yeah. feels with yeah. PTA, where it's just like it seems like once it's a decision that's been made and it works as like a filmmaker, you look at it and you're like, Yeah, of course you would choose to do that. But like right. the way much- that he just kind of makes it work and it's so effortless, it's just like yeah, it's amazing. Like the movement. Yeah, he makes it feel like added to the scene. He makes it like, feel like that. It, that's the only way to shoot that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It made yeah. it so much more I dynamic, think, you know? Yeah. 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 I think my favorite shot, um, it's hard because it, it is more like performance, but um, whenever they're sort of like running at each other, about to like give each other a hug, and it's like so unlike PTA to have I mean it was also like punch drunk love to a T and I almost think he knew that so like maybe it was a performance like in the moment they just fell or maybe it was planned but they're like running for each other and they just oh yeah he just like slips (laughs) when they they meet at the movie kiosk yeah exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's probably my favorite shot because I was it was just like so perfect in comedy and and I also think that PT is like a huge comedy fan you know I think in a lot of ways that's kind of why he used Sandler back in the day because he was like a huge fan of Adam Sandler movies you know yeah Yeah. Um, but he's just too serious I don't even know if he's serious I think he's just got his own thing that he can't go full on comedy you know it's like this weird comedy universe that he builds yeah, this like movie was his funniest. Kind of dorky, you know. Do you guys think this is his funniest? Yeah, I would say yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I I was laughing all the time. Me too. Can we just yeah. mention one thing that, like, I I God, this is gonna make me sound weird, but I was laughing so hard whenever <laughs> Gary's mom was talking to that restaurant owner and he had his wife oh my from God. China. Okay. Are we going to go this whole podcast with that <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I feel like, like this why is and he the doing age gap this? is like the, the discourse around this movie that people are upset it's about. True. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> what were you guys just talking about the discourse? No, okay. Can I can I tell I you because I laugh too, all, Christian? All, can we can we talk about this? Silence. <laughs> no, I I don't care. I'm just gonna. Uh, so, so this was like my experience watching this movie was uh, I, the first scene, and he like the restaurant owner takes a breath and is about to like talk to his Japanese right. wife, and and 
there is it's it's almost like playing with your expectation of what's about to happen and i was like oh it's kind of funny i thought he was going to speak japanese to her and i was like oh right. it's funny because he's playing him kind of like a doofus restaurant owner oh but he knows japanese that's kind of funny and then it wasn't and i'm like oh no why am i laughing because you're a monster <laughs> i just don't know how I he am. pulled like i don't know in this in a world in which uh, and not that i want PTA to get canceled or anything. I think he's uh, uncancelable in some ways. But in a world that we're like getting upset at like Dave Chappelle and mm. like, you know, people who are like actually making like real bits, this felt like it was like, why did he do that? <laughs> I was so confused. The racial, if you take like the real like implications of it, it is funny to think about him giggling at this idea. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, right. As he's writing this, like, I can just imagine he's him, like, like giggling, <laughs> like, right. thinking about how funny it's going to be. Yeah. It, it feels too specific for me for it not to have been based at least in some story that he heard of yeah. some. And, like, the restaurant's sure. real. The re- real restaurant owner was, like, kind of not a good guy who had multiple Japanese wives. Interesting. Um, and,. And so, like, you can imagine him hearing this story and just thinking, yeah, I'm going to put that in. Ha, <laughs> that'll be funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, it, it, but uh, it's like, go ahead. I was just saying, it's like, he's clearly, you know, the butt of the joke. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, this guy's an idiot. <laughs> and yeah. It's also a period piece. Like, I guess, like, there's multiple sort of, like, I don't know. Like it, it, it's set, make. it's set in a time where like there definitely was not sensitivity to something like that. No, right, no, right, right. No. Um, it, it's kind of like I I, I recently watched um, Being the Ricardos, which I wouldn't really recommend. And uh, in 1950, Lucille Ball is using the term gaslighting to in the way that we have been using it for the last four years in American politics. And I'm like, right. well, that's. She would nobody right. used it that way. That movie existed from the forties, but nobody was using that term that way. And it feels right. really anachronistic and disingenuous. And Aaron Sorkin's trying to make a point. And PTA is like, no, people talk like this. So we're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, can I throw out one more shot that I just remembered? Yeah, as yeah. my part B of my favorite. Uh, okay. This is what you're talking about, Christian. That moment, that, uh, that that sequence when they're like in the house and it feels like they're kind of playing house. He's at the yeah. table. She's in the kitchen. They're talking. And then at some point she comes and sits down next to him. And this is before like it's kind of gone south in the scene, right? And uh, the camera goes to like below the table. Mm. Yeah. And. Oh, yeah. And they're the just you see yes, the, Dude. <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that from being like yeah. younger, but I'm like, dude, the, 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 the moment yep. like where you first like intentionally touch, like whether it's knees or like pinkies or like, you know, whatever hands, whatever you just like, yeah. there is like some motivated touch. That's like kind of like this mutual, like it means something. Right. Sure. Do you remember how like, dramatic that was your brain oh, just yeah. explodes yeah, <laughs> yeah like th- th- that's how that felt you know where it's like yeah th- it felt like the relationship changed in that moment you know yeah, right. just like this this small like kind of like intentional gesture of like intimacy 
You just you don't really see, like, see that in movies. You also see like Gary's like hairy legs. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, there's no like glamorizing. The, the lack no. of glamorizing just, like, to Gary throughout the whole movie is everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it really is. Dude, it's, and it's so funny when Lana, like, she asks her sisters in that one, I forget which sister it was, but she's like, do you think it's, do you think it's weird if I, that I hang out with Gary and his, and his, and his friends? <laughs> and like, she just keeps going for it. And you're like, where is this going? Yeah. The thing you know? that's funny is like, in that scene, I don't even think that her sister answers. She answers her own yeah, question. No, and so right. I think it is weird that I hang out with Gary and his 15 year old friend. <laughs> it, it, it was kind of echoing like right at the beginning. He's like, you say everything twice, you know, as a just like oh, character detail. I'm like, oh yeah. Even just answering oh, wow. her own question. She says everything twice. Smart. Hey, what can I um, say? All right. Let's talk about, let's talk about our, okay. What was next? We did, we had favorite shot. What was, what's, what's the next? Uh, oh, and I'd be remiss to ask you guys if I forget. It. Okay, one last shot. Were you guys waiting for Bradley Cooper to destroy a car? Because I was. It happens the in the credits. It's in the trailer. I know it happens yeah, in the, the credits, trailer. but in my head, I was oh, like, in the credits as it, well. It yeah. never happened, so I kept waiting for him to haunt back into people's lives. Yeah, I did. I did. I kind of understood where it would have gone, though. Um, yeah. When yeah. he's at the gas station, like about to <laughs> light yeah. everything on fire. I kept thinking he was just, <laughs> oh my God. He's like, whose pump is this now? Just <laughs> <laughs> a madman. But yeah, I just kept waiting. I mean, dude, like, there's, there's a, probably a chance. There's probably a chance that he put it in the movie at some point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, yeah. So. I was like, he's going to come back, guys. He's not over. <laughs> I, I just yeah. love, like, uh, we talked about it, but that scene in particular, you know, the the all of the child characters and i include alana in that basically avoid consequences and difficult things and it's only happening to the adults like it's it's once bradley cooper is away from the kids and he's at a gas station threatening grown-ups with lighting their cars on fire and (laughs) and it's and then it's alana and the you know the mayoral candidate and the creepy guy and the the you know the jacket outside of the office and but all of the the danger is towards from mutually two adults and the kids are just like half aware of it or not at all and that's really so much of what it's like to be a kid especially a teenager that's a great point yeah Um, all right so our our next segment is um what is your kind of star rating letterboxd review of this so we kind of heard most everybody's thing, but yeah, I'll I'll, I'll go just because I I don't think I gave it. I, I mean, I definitely gave it four stars for sure, um, or I would give it four stars. I would not even four I definitely and a half. Give it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude, like, not it's hard, man. Not when you make there will be blood in in the master, you cannot, in, which are like, I, I think. <laughs> I, well, I can have... do whatever I want to do, okay. Jared. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh that's true um yeah five, five stars for me yeah and i never give five stars this would i've given two this year mm, i think this might oh, what's your other be one? my first oh, this year teton oh yeah you love teton <laughs> i did <big> time. <laughs> we i feel like i saw your review and i was like oh i gotta see this and then we me and matthew went i'm like oh my god what's jared done <laughs> 
He's like, this is cinema. It was wild. Jared, we went to the same independent theater I saw Licorice Pizza in, Mitchell and I, on a Friday night. And there were like four other sets of like film guys in the theater. And that was it. Like, Just like versions of movie. us, like in a different multiverse <laughs> yeah, version of us. Yes, other like brothers and friends. <laughs> and everyone is like, what is happening? <laughs> Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> anyway, I stand by it, guys. I stand by Mitchell. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? Mitchell, your review. You said five oh, stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. I gave five stars. I was like, I can't tell if it's because the movie's that good or just because my day was amazing. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't, matter. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's the point. Uh, yeah, I, I gave it five stars as well. For me, it was a combination of the experience. I saw this with my best friend from childhood, and oh my god! Just, like I, th- I think I think that really uh, positively affected the way I was viewing the whole experience of childhood again. Because yeah. um, that was the person that I would have like that we were just like doing whatever with. Um, yeah, yeah. And then the other piece of it is I had pretty high expectations for this movie going into it and then I, I feel like it exceeded that and I just had a smile on my face the entire time and to exceed such high expectations I, this is this is amazing best best movie of the year yeah same hmm. same yeah um okay can we can we do our our favorite our little heroes the underdog yes, unsung yeah. hero unsung okay hero. I've, I've got a few here, okay? Uh, Let's hear it. Well, my my number one, I mean, of course it's going to be the casting director. In all reality, it's the casting director, okay? Right. (laughs) Amazing. How about about, uh, John C. Riley is... Uh, Herman Munster. Oh my Herman Munster. I was just <laughs> thinking about that. Like, there's no way he's like not even on screen. Basically, he was there, and then he was gone, and that was it. <laughs> and it was like Jesus Christ uh, to the PTA, where you can just like kind of throw him in for a second. He's like a leading man. You know what I mean? Like, right? Oh know. yeah, it's just hilarious. Uh, okay, <laughs> and then did you know a few more like little fun facts? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's dad is in this, George DiCaprio, and he's the uh, the uh, water mattress salesman. Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, Gary what? Meets. No, that's his it's dad. Leonardo DiCaprio's dad. My God! <laughs> All right, one more little that's tidbit. Uh, the okay, so you remember when when Gary um, gets taken? to the police station. He's sitting on that bench. He's like handcuffed to the bench. And then out of nowhere comes the guy in like, uh, like long hair, jeans, shorts, no shirt, just comes out to the hallway. That's not him. Okay. That's my friend, Craig Stark. who was in one of my music videos like a year and a half ago. (laughs) (laughs) I had no idea he was in it. And then I just like see him on screen for literally like a second and a half. I'm like, wait a second. That's Craig. (laughs) That's amazing. he's He's my own personal hero. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, that's great. I needed right, to know you guys. that guy's backstory. That's another PTA yeah. movie. Uh, yeah, I know. It's, dude, think about think about like a PTA universe, like where you. Just, can you imagine anything better than that? Just like little spinoff <laughs> stories about all these minor characters. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I love it. This movie, yeah. especially, just yeah. give it to us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll take it. Dude, this question's right. always hard I, for me because it, it's it's difficult for me to. Remember, as so many cast members, especially in this I movie, that you're like, 
Yeah, I'd have to really, really. But I think I, yeah, I have um, mine. Go uh, ahead, pick us up. And this is—it's not even like it's a. It definitely wouldn't be like a, a unsung hero. But who's the kid who uh, Lana goes on a date with? Oh, What's dude! His, like actor name. He's also in oh, the other actor. He's also in Righteous uh, Gems. Skyler Skyler Giz- Gizondo. I'm, def- yeah, I'm definitely Skyler Gizondo. Any <laughs> every single scene that he's in, I'm like, I love this kid. He's what else is he in? He's in Righteous Gemstones. Have you seen that? Yes, he is. Yes. I've seen the first season. Yes, maybe that's why I'm like. He's yeah. also in an episode of Curb that I saw last. last that's year. what it is. That's what it is. <laughs> he's like he's like a, a dermatologist or or chiropractor's son or something, and he yeah. doesn't want. Yeah, Larry David doesn't want to take his advice. In, he's like, I'll wait for your dad. When they're in the back hall, after like, uh, what was it? Gary like said something on stage in New York. Oh yeah, uh, that like pissed off. I forget what he said. Something about a a, a mo or something. I don't remember. Uh, but he's like just talking to Alana in the back, and he's got that like permanent smile on his face. <laughs> yeah. where he's like talking really relaxed yeah. through it. You're like, and then he just disappears. Right, that's yeah. the yeah. best part. And there's kind of like, oh, we're not together anymore. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I guess he's Mr. atheist over yeah. here. <laughs> Mr. Atheist. Yeah, Mr. Atheist. Uh, and I, lo- I love it's like the most paint by numbers atheist. Like, well, with all the pain in the world, how could there be a God? <laughs> like, like that's most- exactly how much this kid would have thought about. That yes, hundred yeah. percent. The funniest thing, the funniest thing about that scene to me is that he is really respectful about declining that that request right you know what i mean like there, there wasn't any sort of like he didn't make them feel small or anything he was like really respectful yes and super endearing and it's still like flipped on his head you know what i mean yeah 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 that's, that's a good one, great dude. lance brannigan that's his name in the movie lance, <laughs> lance brannigan, brannigan. <laughs> when he shows up on the plane is a great moment uh, yeah. from from like first class right from right. first class oh, how's it going back here Matthew <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was yours uh, mine is purely based on looks that she gives but it is Maya Rudolph and oh, the, yeah. uh, whatever Great Gary's one. audition scene it's one look and she, it's one look at the end I, it, it is. It's the one look at the end, but it communicates everything, and <laughs> yeah, and, well and she's so brilliant. And she's so yeah. expressive, and it's just you know. Again, it, it's there are a dozen characters that I wish had more than one scene, and she's one of them. Yes. My, Maya's a national treasure. She needs to be in more stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. For mine, I'm going with uh, Safty's boyfriend, secret boyfriend. <laughs> because because it starts with i'm thinking he's like a a trafficker or a murderer or or a blackmailer (laughs) for this politician and then he like melts into like sad boyfriend and And again he's on there for alana yeah and i'm like is so sweet how did he get this much emotion out of this character i met seconds ago yeah i know and, and, right. and even it's just like I had forgot he existed until I just now looked up the cast. It's like yeah, man, he was there's so much, so many things going on. Um, all right, what else is 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 that cross off all of your? Uh... Our, our last segment is just kind of what 
else have you been watching? So this is kind of departing from Licorice Pizza, but okay. maybe a movie or two that you've watched recently you want to recommend. Oh, okay. And the last time we did this, Jared, you recommended The American Friend, and that was a treasure. Ooh, good. Yes. That was I dude, love I'm that movie. So we haven't really talked about that. Can we talk about that for just a second? Just like Let's do it. Did you guys watch it together? You sure. watched it independently? Like, what was the... I watched it with my mom, and that was a mistake. <laughs> She's like, it's kind of slow, no? Oh, right, right, right. It's not like, embarrassing, though. No, no, she just doesn't. No. She, she's, but um, the the first thing I think of with that movie is, like, these are the best colors for a movie oh, man. ever. Yeah, 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 I know. Dude, I think about that movie, too, because, uh, I, I, you know again, thinking about like kind of putting the movie together that I'm working on. And uh, it's so funny because so much of like the, the cast, not like a ton, but like there's definitely a, uh, a handful of the cast, especially at the beginning who are just his, like uh, his like director friends that are just playing, Mm. playing parts like Nicholas Ray and Sam Fuller. And like, there's just like people who are just like playing the painter and like these other little like bit parts And it's like, oh, he just like, I don't know. And then there's Bruno Gans. I, I really like, I can't remember if I told you yeah. guys this when we talked about it last time. Obviously, Dennis Hopper is just unbelievable. But Bruno yeah. Gans, I'm like, if I could look like, if I could just like decide, I'm going to look like, I'm going to change my appearance <laughs> completely and I can assume someone else's like look. I just want to be Bruno Gans from The American Friend. That's what I would look like for the rest of my life. <laughs> Through eternity. <laughs> You know, if I could, if I could, <laughs> <laughs> like this guy's anyway. I, I, no, I'm totally with you. I find him like you can't take your eyes off of him in that movie. Yeah, yeah. everything he's doing with his face, his expression—it's incredible. So, yeah, yeah. to our listeners, watched. American friend, you have to watch it. Anyway, okay, uh, but more recently, what have you guys been watching? Matthew's got a lot more than I have, which is always the case, but. Like it's tough because yeah, with this I, stuff, I it's like, what do we, what do you want to recommend from what you're watching? I feel like I've watched, yeah, like some not great stuff. So, uh, well, we were yeah, going to talk looking, about Power of the Dog too, so I assume that's something you guys enjoyed on some level. Oh yeah, I loved Power of the Dog. Did you like it, Jared? Very much, very much. Yeah. I did have to go back and rewatch the last twenty minutes right after I finished. Yeah. Mm. The credits like came on, and I was like, hold on, I missed something. And I had to go back and watch the last like 20, 25 minutes. It, it lulls you into kind of some sleepy energy. There's a lot of very, like I would say like maybe too deft or subtle, like where it's like, there's a lot happening. That's like touched on so lightly that yeah. I missed it. I had to go back and be like, wait, sure. I don't understand what I just saw. I don't think, which I can't remember a time where I've had like, gone back and what anyway i loved it but i i did not comprehend it at the end of like my first like formal watch i had to go back and kind of put the pieces together so so this is not one that i've seen super recently but i want to talk about it because i don't know anybody that loves it but i think you do jared and that is spencer oh and i, I love this it. movie <laughs> i love it. I, i'm with you a hundred percent this movie is amazing uh. dude <laughs> <laughs> what did I Mitch so much? <laughs> I what did I even? Say I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to hear anything from you if that's how you feel. I just want to know <laughs> if that's how you feel. <laughs> uh, I th- yeah. One, I, one, I'm mad that the movie poster removes the toilet that she's hovering over. Um, okay, well, that would have made that much better. I think that 
I think I was kind of bored for bits of it. I hate yeah, to say it. I did it. not feel Film that And I'm easily bored, but I was engaged fully. Um, I was captivated the whole time. Do, Jared, yeah. do, you, do, do you follow or know much about this story? No. Okay. I'm not, not really. Sure that was a, a real prerequisite. Not, not, I know kind of, yeah, I know kind of like where you're going with that. Like, am I like kind of preoccupied like am i do i go into it with like some prior knowledge and no i i mean not really of course i i I know princess diana and kind of like the the broad strokes but no i i think it was seeing someone in this system i think part of it was just seeing like kind of the pomp and circumstance of being in a family and and being like royalty when you were not born into royalty, that that was just interesting to see like everything she kind of had to like the hoop she had to jump through was mm-hmm. interesting, but God damn, just like the, the pure aesthetics of it, honestly, just like there was so much that I was really interested in narratively, but just pure, purely aesthetically, like the way it looked, the way it sounded. I think I'm not a huge, like Kristen Stewart, like apologist where I'm like, she's incredible, but I think, in this movie, she is unbelievable. To be honest, a hundred percent agree. Um, yeah. So I could go on, but I I was like really taken with it, big time. I said my head gives it a four, but my heart says three point five. Three point five is is very positive as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I gave it a four. And All a right, half. Mitchell. You get- I mean, the score gets a four. Yeah, and I think a half that's what I gave me. it. The score alone gets a four. Well, that's half. what I was thinking about it. The the two amazing Johnny Greenwood scores of the year: the Power of the Dog and then yeah, Spencer. Power of the Dog, especially. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I've been listening to that a lot. Yeah, I've seen Nightmare. Oh, I have one kind of one more good movie thing just to throw out there. Um, I was in uh, Kiev, Ukraine, in December, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. had an open night. And um, went with my producers to go. We were like, let's go see a movie. And um, there was hardly anything playing in English. It was all like dubbed Ukrainian or Russian. Uh, um, sure. And the one movie that we that was playing for some reason, I have no idea why, was uh, Jim Jarmusch's Dead Man with Johnny Depp. Hmm. Oh. I don't know if you guys have seen wow, how this. random. No, so random. And I had seen it, but it had been, it's one of those things that like you kind of see at like an age or like the context of, of like viewing it is kind of like, okay, like moving on. Like what didn't like really impact me, but dude right. seeing it. And I mean, gosh, it sounded horrible. The projection was awful. And I'm not someone who's like a real <laughs> stickler about that, but like it was just presented like really bad, like very digital. Didn't mm. matter, dude. Oh, sure. It was one of the funniest movies, one of the most gorgeous movies. Uh, mm. Johnny Depp's amazing. All the performance is just hilarious. I think and I was always like, turned off by the poster. Again, I get preoccupied with the posters here. Yeah, obviously. No toilets. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like, just be um, honest. <laughs> <laughs> that's not... When did a poster ever... <laughs> ever agree to that had to be honest um but anyway it was just like one of the most like weird unique experiences and then what uh one of my producers who who's ukrainian she she posted uh something on instagram about us going to see the movie it's like a picture of us in the in the lobby whatever anyway jim jarmers and ends up 
liking her post and we're all like freaking out. What? Because um, she she like tagged him in in the post, and so we, she like texted all of us later that night, and was like, "So anyway, <laughs> it was just a great experience." So if you if if you haven't ever seen that, or you've watched it like years ago, I would just recommend revisiting Dead Man. Okay, dude, thank you guys for hopping on, talking at length about licorice pizza and all types of other things. Um, let's do it again soon. Anytime. Yeah, thank you guys so much for your time. This and is awesome. one more time, let's uh, the title of your podcast real quick. Movies While They Sleep. Movies While They Sleep. And then Christian and I host Good the Podcast. Uh, great. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Later. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, buddies. Hey, thanks again, Jared and Christian, for collaborating with us in this conversation about licorice pizza. Um probably i don't know mitchell we might do an episode here coming up the next few weeks on top 10 of the year or something for 2021 but uh spoiler spoiler alert i think this is going to be high on our lists extremely yeah hey what do we got coming up next on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what do we got what do we got coming up I, i think we've been promising a power of the dog episode for like a month why is it impossible to talk about that one it's not it's good and we will and uh we hinted at it with christian jared but i think we're going to do a bit of a deeper dive yeah and then after that i think come on come on is happening yeah i love come on come on great movie yeah so that's what we got saving my letterbox i'm saving my letterbox review for that until after i talk to you actually that's going to be my review waiting to review until after i talk to my brother (laughs) Uh, okay, so this is great. We got the next couple of weeks. Power of the Dog, it's on Netflix. Go check it out. And um, Come On, Come On is available on like video on demand rental, like $20 right now. I imagine that's probably going to go down in the next couple of weeks whenever we whenever that goes kind of wider. Uh, but I would say. Or do, do what we did, which was find a yeah. friend, split the cost. Yeah. Uh, and I would say definitely worth it. It's a, it's a great movie. We loved Come On, Come On. Um, I think I was a little higher on it than you, Mitchell, but... Uh, Ooh, actually, is Tragedy of Macbeth going to be an episode? Oh, it comes out tomorrow. Oh, Dang it. Uh, it's tough, these movies that have been out for a while. It's like they don't have the momentum. I think we should do Tragedy of Macbeth instead. Instead of what, all of them? Just, just Macbeth next week? Yes. I think Macbeth... And then come on, and then dog. <laughs> Great. Okay. Funny thing. We'll just this. We talk about this sometime. Power of the Dog is a Netflix movie, which has the it's the most working against it because it will just always be there on Netflix. Right. There's I no, no urgency. Yeah, I watched it, but no urgency to talk about it because y'all can watch it whenever. Right. And, and most Netflix movies, good and bad, create that psychology where it's always there. Because yes. it has the little red N in the yep. corner. Yep. So yeah, I don't need to watch it. I know. And that's why people watch, uh, you know, The Office again. Because it's <laughs> there. Right. I mean, not anymore on Netflix. But, yeah, it's a, it's a sick little little experiment they got going right. over there. I know. I know. It is. All right. So we're going to do Tragedy of Macbeth, the, the new movie Indeed. from uh, Joel Cohen. And uh, it, it is going to be streaming on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, so, which if you got a new iPhone in the past year, 
uh, yeah, a lot of people have this free and don't trial. have it, have access to it and don't even realize it. It's also one of the cheaper services. So if you just do it for a month, it's like four ninety nine or something, which is the cost of a rental. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you do have a product, you can activate a free trial for, I think they lowered it down from a year to only three months, but yeah. still, yeah. if you want to snag this movie while it's here. Yeah. Tragedy and so, great. Looking forward to it. Heck yeah. And again, Jared and Christian's pod is called Good, the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's And I don't know if it's on Spotify as good, period, but he says you might have that to That was how I found for, it. Good, period. Okay. Good, period. That was the easiest way to find it. Yeah. So go listen to them. They're, they're doing a once a day uh, episode drop right now for the month of January. So, um, yeah, they're step, stepping up their frequency over there. Yep. Um, so make sure to subscribe to them. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram at movies while they sleep. And um, hey, write us a review. It's a new year. It's a new you. Someone who supports uh, plucky little podcasts like ourselves. Make this and, your uh, New Year's resolution. Share the podcast with someone and write a review. <laughs> you know, you feel so good about yourself when you've done it. It's so easy. Very worthy of, you know, how you change yourself in the new year. <laughs> to do buzz marketing for us. Um, but I think that's all we got. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. Good night, y'all. Bye. He's in Jack Frost from 1998.